Guys, are you worried that you're losing your hair? Do you look in the mirror and see less hair looking back at you? Maybe you're thinking, it's cool, I'll shave it. Or I'll just wear a hat from now on. Or maybe even, I'll just break the bank to get plugs. But before you shave, hide, or replace your hair, have you thought about regrowing it? Because there are effective, FDA-approved treatments that work. One is a prescription clinically proven to prevent further loss. The other is clinically proven to regrow your hair in two to four months. And both are available from Roman for just a dollar a day. Just complete a free online visit. Roman connects you to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional who will work with you to find the best treatment plan. Then Roman sends everything you need right to your door with free shipping and indiscreet packaging. Not just once, but every month. So guys, are you Roman ready for a thicker, fuller head of hair? Go to ro.co slash regrow. Do it today, and Roman will give you 20% off your first order. That's ro.co slash regrow. Wake up, Lincoln. Come on, it's 6 o'clock. Rise and shine, rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake, brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets, Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of... Meh. And the Lincoln Journal stars Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Happy Veterans Day to everybody out there uh, from uh, from everybody here at 93.7 The Ticket. I think I can speak for everybody. I didn't ask everybody, but I, I think that we'll be all okay with that. Uh, but happy Veterans Day to everybody out there. Uh, go out there and thank your veterans today. Um, lots to talk about. Uh, first of all, I did want to react to the song of the day. Somebody said uh, tomorrow, or Fat Phil says, so Bob will be playing a song from Dumb and Dumber soundtrack tomorrow. Fat Phil. He's he's got me narrowed down. That's my favorite soundtrack. He knows. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning to Fat Phil. Um, oh, I want to really quick, Bach, if you don't mind, thank, oh, yeah. thank all the callers in the first hour, which they were magnificent, each of them. Um, Mike in Kansas City, Greg in Milford, Chris, uh, Mike, and Vince. I hope I didn't leave out anybody. Thank you for all those calls. Yeah, thank you. And if you want to call, uh, again, 402-464-5685, Honda of Lincoln Hotline, as we get discussions rolling again here on a busy week, busy couple weeks, busy season in Nebraska football. Uh, and, and, uh, and obviously, they're always giving us more. And they had a little press conference yesterday uh, that Scott Frost, uh, kind of his first public appearance since the firing of four I'm- of his coaches, yeah. I'm going to call that a big press conference. A big press conference. I thought it was. I thought it was really important, as I said in the first hour, Bach, because those moments are critical. Why? Why? Why do I keep saying this? Because he has to explain why he did what he did, and he has to explain it in clear and concise and conf- in a, a clear, concise and confident manner. I think it's really important. I think it's really important right now. Well, that's especially his new CEO role. Right. Well, But just because, Pac, Pac, think about it. Like what you said in the first first segment about the loyalty of the fans. And you're right. You're right. They're so loyal and they want to know what's going on. They want to know why, why it happened. The why is really important. Those moments, like Frank Solich in 02 handled it really well. Frank, I always was very impressed by Frank's I would say respect for the position. Frank 
clearly respected that office and he comported himself that way that he is the he's in charge of a very important program oh yeah and that's i you know and i like the way frost handled that yesterday and Bach, you can tell i was looking for it i i wanted to see how he handled that you know i was you know i don't like i said i don't like i don't like talking about what people are wearing but i do i was kind of taken by the fact frost made it a point to put on some slacks and a polo shirt for that not just show up in a sweatshirt and a coach's cap yeah you know which is fine you know it's it's okay um but he's talking about being more of a ceo now he's going to he's he's gravitating evolving more in that direction and i thought he handled it like that yesterday so that's that. Bob. But for what it's worth, oh, you didn't like the special teams answer, though. Did I did you? not like the special. Okay, teams his answer, answer to special teams was what? Uh, that they were they would consider a special teams a full time special teams assistant, but uh, that he thinks that the current staff, that the way that they're doing it right now, is is doing well. And he said before it's more of a specialist problem than a special teams problem. And your issue with that is what? That they're nearly 118th in just about every category in special teams <laughs> um, is the biggest one. As in Hold the, on. and that it hasn't been. Hold on, Fox. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, yeah, go ahead and pull it up. Yeah, I'm gonna pull the stats up. The uh, okay, so you 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 are convinced they need a full time special team. I I I'm convinced. It's tough to say because sometimes the, you know the full time special teams um idea. Yeah, I mean yes. O- ultimately yes. I know you have to kind of make room for that. Um, you need either need that or you need to make it more of a priority from whoever's handling it. Mm-hmm. Well, the stats are the stats, and you're right. I mean, I, this was going into Ohio State. They haven't changed that much. Nebraska was 109th in net punting, 125th in punt returns, 84th in punt return defense, 121st in kickoff returns. But, Bach, they were 67th in kick return defense. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Mike Schaefer joins us. He'll weigh in on this. I, I'm not convinced. I, I mean, I have a lot of confidence in Mike Dawson, and I'd like to – where? Where does it come from? Based on what? <laughs> okay, now hold on. Their 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 coverage units. Now, Bach, hear me out. The coverage units have been okay, um, okay, and at times better than okay. Um, we we have. I mean, come on. I mean, I, structurally and schematically, it hasn't been a disaster. The disaster has been who touches the ball. This is the second year that I can think of the Frost tenure where they're not even trying to return kicks or punts because they think that there's going to be more of a chance for disaster than a, a break. They've tried to return punts of late. Okay. Oliver Martin has had a few. <laughs> a fl- little bit. He's moved forward. They've after at least tried ball, instead yeah. of fair catching, which they were doing a majority of the time midseason right. the or kick, early season. The kickoff return remains, um, you know, not a very good look. Yeah. Um, so where 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 does Mike Dawson specialize on this special teams? Where, well, where, I don't. What, I mean, scheme and structure. I would say. I just don't know, but like and technique. But I think you. It's been such a problem that you, I think you need to focus on, like like making it a priority. Dawson has outside linebackers to made, coach. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. if if you know if he's that's and that's takes up most of his time so maybe he can line everybody up but you need somebody that's going to help these guys get better and and what what if i told you this bach where i'd be really critical of frost is why not give a scholarship to a kicker a punter and a long snapper like 
like almost every Power Five program does. I'd yeah. say if well, are there sixty five Power Five programs? Well, I bet you sixty plus give scholarships to those guys. Yeah, it's, it's a long overdue. To push back against what you just said there, yes. I tell you that when they first got here, Barrett Pickering was on scholarship, okay. and something happened. He's no longer yeah. here. Yeah. Daniel Cherney kicked the ball the wrong direction. Right, right. That, well, that, you got to give it to the right guys. And the long snappers, you haven't had any issue haven't with. Haven't any issue because with. They've, but they're walking. They've done their job. Yeah. Here's how little I actually have paid attention to the long snappers. Did you know they have two of them? Yes. One for punting and one yeah, for... And, uh, yeah, for I know they have kick. two of them. And, I honest, Well, I knew they had more yeah. than one. I honestly would not have been able to tell you that three weeks ago. I looked it up, and I was like, oh, oh that's interesting. <laughs> well, they've been good. Yeah, you would, Exactly. Yeah. You don't need yeah, to know that. Yeah, you would know it if they were bad. <laughs> so it's not well, just as simple as like the scholarship thing, because they've sort of done that, and it, it didn't has work. resulted in yeah. two guys that did not... Well, you got to get it to the right guys. I mean, that, that's yeah, part I mean, of that, it. That's kind of true in all right right, of this. right and of course that is the the voice of mike schaefer this uh let's in, get schaefer in on that yeah yeah and he this uh hour is always as always sponsored by trek cbd so before we dive too deep into special teams uh can you tell us a little bit about trek cbd yeah trek cbd has two locations they got one up here uh on 27th and near randolph and another down on 84th and highway two uh, as I've said before, I mean, they have all sorts of products that you would be looking for. Uh, if you've never used CBD and you have some chronic pain that you want to alleviate, or maybe you just want to take the edge off a little bit, maybe you just watched Nebraska basketball play Western Illinois, and you think the next time this team is on my TV, I don't want to be that agitated. I guarantee you Trek CBD has something that can help with that. Uh, they specialize in all sorts of things. Go talk to Scott Shannon uh, and and see what they have going on over there because they've helped me out a ton. Uh, I really enjoy kind of talking with them and learning what about the the products they have going on over there. And it's two great stores. I think people will really enjoy. It. Can they help? Can it help? make nebraska's rebounding look better <laughs> no <laughs> not look better. <laughs> that's not a magic drug uh, but it can make you more accepting of it okay in the moment all right that's a good answer so you'll get less frustrated well, about just get your heart rate yeah. yes let's get down to it with schaefer do they need a full-time special teams coach at nebraska you know i go back and forth on this i think ideally you would want it to where you don't because then you can sort of put your focus somewhere else uh i I find it kind of fascinating that we're in this sort of hub now where it's Nebraska definitely needs a special teams coordinator because when I go back to 2016 and Bruce Reed was a special teams coordinator. Hawk, are you listening, Bob? Well, I'm not that special teams coordinator. <laughs> <laughs> it goes, it goes down it's literally the, the same argument. Like, so I'm just doing the same thing I did with Sipple. Like, yeah, they use kind scholarships of, yeah, yeah. on kickers and punters. Yeah. Well, you got to pick the real one. They had a special teams coordinator. You got to pick the right one. Right, right, I mean, right. so it comes down to what? Picking right. the right person. Kind of, yeah. It and does, so, though. It, it does, though. I mean, um, if, if you can get a guy that you think can handle your special teams and he can help you out in some other aspect, like, you know, there's guys out there that do the special teams coordinator thing, and then they also coach tight ends, or they also, you know. Mm -hmm. So if you can find some extra value in that, great. Like, I, to me, and I, I know that people are going to be upset because this is just what happens, I, I couldn't even imagine worrying my focus on the special teams thing until I figured out what the hell my offense was going to run, who my coordinator was going to be, because yeah. that seems to be the biggest hire, in my opinion. Right now. 
It's uh, the biggest hire, but it's not the biggest problem. The offense and the defense oh, both. God, have... We disagree completely. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Really? I, 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 I just want to say something. Uh, like before you get into is it, Mike. The biggest problem with this whole thing. Hold on, before we get into it, I want to say if you're going to say back and forth, please say Bach and forth. Bach and today. forth. That's right. All right, if we're going to have a Bach. <laughs> okay, now you guys go ahead. Which is the bigger problem, special teams or offense? Offense is 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 has a problem in the twenties. The they move the ball. The offensive line is a problem. I mean, I'm not going to deny that the, the the biggest hire is definitely the offensive coordinator. But I I feel like special teams has has been uh, just kind of put on the back burner and not really paid close enough attention to. Otherwise, you wouldn't be 118th and 121st in all these categories. The offense works with the special teams. You know, you, you, if you if you can. We saw this especially the year before, um, what was that, 2019, before they uh, they brought in uh, Connor Culp, is that they, they just were going for it at the 25, at the 20. They didn't have a, a, a trust that they had a field goal kicker that could kick it from there. You know, a, a special te- it's a, a, a reliable field goal kicker could help your offense quite a bit, especially in the red zone. Yeah, but you don't have to have a special teams coordinator to get a reliable field goal kicker. Like, See, is it more of the problem that <clears throat> because they had a reliable a field goal kicker in 2020 and they didn't have a special teams? Well, hold on, hold on. Right. I want a guy I, who did the job. I want to ask a critical question, Bach. Wouldn't it just be solved by getting the right place kicker? Partially. Right now, is it just down to that now? No, not not completely because you again this is the second year you're not even trying on returns. Okay. You 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 know, you can Shave. they point to like one thing they say hey our, our kickoff coverage or our punt coverage units getting a little better. Great. There's like five phases of special teams and kickoff, you're not you're not hitting on a lot. Kickoff coverage is good. Kickoff coverage is good. It's well it's well, good it's, because they kick it out of the end zone. Right. right. But in That's essence good. they effectively solve that problem. Right. Um I'm with you. Like, I think the returns are sort of a mess. Like, I don't understand why they have as much issue setting stuff up to return it. Uh, I'm also someone who's completely fine with them starting at the 25, too. Right. So, when just given the option to fair catch it and go to the 25, given the alternative, what we've seen from this team over the last two years, I'm okay with just going to the 25. You have to sort of weigh in the risk-reward of, okay, a player's back there. He's recruited to come to Nebraska to go make plays. Like, in his head, that ball's in the air, and he's catching it at the four. He's got to make the snap decision as to whether he trusts the blocking in front of him to, to just go there, or if it's just a blanket, I always Well, that's part, part of the problem, though, is, is that any time they do return it, the first guy tackles whoever's returning it because the I blocking's mean, not good and the, and the returners aren't making a move. I'm not saying that it can't be better. I'm just saying that Scott Frost, if he ultimately loses his job, it's because he's an offensive coordinator, head coach, and the offense has gotten worse over four years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but how many games could be flipped by a field goal here and there? And all these close games. By scoring four touchdowns. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not arguing that the offense like, has I, been a problem. Just, like we could get into the well, if they were better at punting, if they're like, yes, there are field position issues in that. What if they were just simply better at getting first downs or not turning the ball over mm-hmm. or having a what felt like a real offensive strategy instead of, well, we need a 17-yard route here from Austin Allen and this guy's got a cut underneath and if the safety plays exactly this way and Adrian actually puts it on time, we could get a first down. Well, I just they've there's, made- there's so much that hasn't gone right and I get that the special teams is an issue. I just think that they can survive that being okay. They can't survive their offense being okay. They just can't. They can't survive their offense not being like they're they're they don't have a defense that's going to completely shut people down. Right. They have to be able to score at least 24 to 28 points a game and they can't do that in conference play. 
They have two games this year where I think they're over 24 points. Uh, Michigan and Northwestern. Yeah, Michigan, it was 32-29 to 29 loss. And then Northwestern, it was 56. 56. Yeah. Like, you can't score 28 points. That's trouble. You're, in this day and age, yeah, Just in general. And, like, if you just look at their points per game average, and this year it's a little bit jaded because of the two 56-point games against Fordham and, and against Northwestern. But if you just look at just their Big Ten play from 2020 through 2021, they aren't scoring near enough points for the fact that they don't have a special team uh, a kicker that can accurately – like, it's just – there's there's so many issues in there. And then it's not just that they can't score enough points. It's that when they get to the red zone, the head man, the guy who's currently calling everything, the guy that I have a lot of skepticism that he's just going to offload his offense to somebody, mm-hmm. gets incredibly conservative mm-hmm. and then runs his special team's kicker out there to kick a field <laughs> right. goal when they need a touchdown. Yeah. What, what, what do you think – okay, changing the topic a little bit, Bach, if you don't mind. Yeah, go ahead. What do you guys think this offense should look like? I mean, what should he be looking for now? I honestly think that they need to find some version of power. I think that there's too much. Like an uh, Iowa-Wisconsin? We, we talked about this, like, I, I swear, about? all it doesn't even have to be just that. Like, you can run out of a shotgun with power concepts, but I just feel like so much of their offense is trying to go east-west, and they can't successfully do that. And who knows? Maybe if you have a better passing quarterback, this offense would have worked better for the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. I think that's been an issue with mm-hmm. Adrian. But um, you got to, you got to, you, if you're going to do this, and I agree with you. Now, uh, two things, O'Shea. They've tried to run it north and south more often this year. A little bit. Yeah. They've tried with Ramirez. They send him up there. Um, they send him up in there. <laughs> they tried it with Wandale last year. I mean, but then they also <laughs> go into modes where the entire second half against Purdue, it feels like they're yeah. trailing, but they actually were leading. <laughs> now, now Jay Moore on Big Red Wrap Up was insistent uh, on Tuesday on yeah Tuesday night that this starts this conversation s- starts and ends with the offensive line. Yeah, it's got that the improvement has to start. But there. if your if your offensive line philosophy is you want to get these guys that are like six six, three hundred and fifteen, three hundred twenty five pounds, and on every given play they might be moving east west, they might be moving north south, they have no idea what's happening behind them. Mm-hmm. How are they supposed to fire off the ball and corral exactly? Like you're asking them to do too much. Okay, now hold on, we're, we're getting somewhere, Chafe. We're getting somewhere. I think Frost doesn't want it that way. You you heard his comments during the season. I just want the guys to fire off and and rip somebody, you know, that sort of talk. I think that was an issue, and I think that's what he'll look for. It's probably a clue, actually, as to what he's looking for. But if you want people to simplify just fire off and hit somebody, then like, Power why run. isn't more of your offense directly in front of you and less of it side well, to side? Well, I think it gets a little complicated. You're calling for Cam Jurgens to pull. You're calling for right. – like, I mean, their best player is generally a counter because they actually have decent guards that can kind well, of. Well, I wonder how much. I wonder how much Frost and Austin were in. <clears throat> Greg Austin, who's the run game coordinator, were in is conflict. That a thing or is that a nominal title that was given to someone two well, years ago? Qu- I don't know. Just like the nominal right. title of offensive coordinator was given to Matt Lubick. Like, well, okay, just <laughs> you don't actually know what these words mean. They, and oftentimes they don't mean anything. Mike You're Dawson's right. a special teams coordinator, and he only runs some of what we're complaining right. about. Right, here. so I get it. So forget that part. But I do think – I wonder how much Frost and Austin were in conflict on just 
philosophical approach to running the ball. Yeah, it's, it's you know? entirely possible. Yeah. I mean, I do think Frost wants to wants to run power and be that type of offense. And I think that's what you'll see. Um, I hope that's – I'm with you. I hope that's what you see. You know I think what? that's what you have to do in the Big Ten. There has to be a power yeah. run, play action element. Is it is that what this kind of is? This this whole reset is that clearly the first, you know, Frost is for, from his first press conference. We all remember uh, saying that the, the Big Ten was going to adjust to him. Is this now finally the just obviously Bach, we are adjusting to the Bach, Big Ten Bach, with the offense? Bucky talked about it in July. He acknowledged that they've had to adjust to the Big Ten. He re- he co- totally reversed what he said in his opening press conference. In July in Indianapolis, he said, "It's taken us. It's taken us time to adjust to the Big Ten. Before we get to break, let's get to the uh, Honda of Lincoln Hotline four two four six four five six eight five, and head to Brandon. Brandon, how are you doing? Hey, I'm good. How are you guys this morning? Great. How are you? Not too bad. Hey, I'm glad I had a chance calling today rather than yesterday because you get since Schaefer's there." But you kind of brought up yesterday about the whole point was looking for the coordinators um, in the, on the offensive side here now. And my thought process is, and I don't know who's coaching where at in the college football landscape, but Schaefer, you probably have a pretty decent idea. When this, when Scott goes out to look for his next offensive coaches here, is there anybody that has Big Ten ties that is Cody? coaching down in or around Oklahoma or Texas that could potentially have a pipeline um, or a connection down there in that state, that hotbed for recruiting. And if, if so, who would it potentially be? And do you think when he's with these coaches, are they asking them, hey, what high schools do you have? What areas do you have that you guys have connections with? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know a ton of names off the top of my head that fit that parameter entirely. There is one, um, I don't know that I've even mentioned him on air, but it's a name that sort of intrigues me, in no short part because his kid is on the roster. But Jeff Nixon was the uh, run game coordinator, co-offensive coordinator at Baylor, coached at Baylor for several years under Matt Rule. He's now with the Carolina Panthers as the running backs coach. His son, Will Nixon, is a wide receiver at Nebraska. That's a guy that I would give at least, a, if he's interested, I would give a look at. Um, certainly he has connections. He's coached in the Big Ten. He played in the Big Ten, I believe, for Penn State. Uh, so Jeff Nixon is someone that I kind of have on on sort of a just scribbled down notepad of like that's a name that sort of interests me. But I don't know if that's a direction that Scott Frost would necessarily be looking for. And I don't know that when I think of Baylor that they were running just a straight power offense either. But it's just someone that kind of fits those parameters that you're talking about. Uh, I'll see if I can come up with some more names, Brandon try to spit them out by the end of the show really quick i want to get your response to this name because i've seen it flown out there and, and kelsey mississippi mud dog on the text line says uh what i ask about tom herman you think that's that's I'd like love it. possible I'd love, I'd love it uh i don't know if it's possible i'd love um, it i don't know that tom herman would you know it's one thing to go to the alabama school of rehabilitation right. for coaches it's another thing to go to the Nebraska School of Desperation. For <laughs> Maybe you'll be here a year. So yeah. you know it. It it would be really interesting. Yeah. Um. 
I think it would be I think it would be interesting from the standpoint. I love the head coaching experience. He'd oh bring. yeah, yeah. It'd be someone that Scott Frost could bounce stuff off. Yeah, of, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 and he was successful at a high level. Part, I mean, at Houston mainly, but mm-hmm. he. I mean, he, he was, was in the Texas, Texas program. He was actually pretty yeah, successful at Texas. Oh, just yeah. not Texas successful. Oh, I think it would. I think that would make a lot of sense if you could get him. Yeah, I mean, if if he was interested in it, I just don't know. Like with this many jobs that are going to be open, don't we just sort of assume Tom Herman is going to land as a head coach somewhere? Probably. Probably. Would, yeah. Like maybe it's not the most desirable place on the planet, but you have to sort of determine whether casting your lot with what could be a one-year gamble at Nebraska or being a head coach. That's one way to look at it. The other way to look at it is if you go there and and get it going, I mean, you you have you have raised Reset your Reset the, you know, feeling on who you are. Yeah, yeah, you have raised your marketability and you've become an instant I I wouldn't hero. be opposed at all to it. I just the, the likelihood of it seems kind of low. To me. Yeah. Around the break, we'll talk about the type of money they might throw out there because I've seen possibilities of a million-dollar coordinator. That'd be interesting. Uh, and also, Brian, please stick on the line. On the line. Uh, but we got to take a break. Uh, that's next here on Early Break with Sip and Jake.